0: I'm Laura Jones, joined in the studio by special Tuesday Night Community co-host Brian Higgins from Create Real Change. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing?
0: We're going to be doing another creativity showcase. You've been holding these in the community over at Eben Stevens once a month, and we're going to get a preview of this month's showcase.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, We've got a great theater production manager that uh, I just managed to meet at the Fringe Festival last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also got a great... um, comedian uh, another female comedian from the community and uh we'll be running it all out with a uh, wonderful musician again
0: wonderful so that's all coming up plus on the radio actor report emily means will be here hello talking about your labor day broadcast you need some community help to yes. make this happen i want your input for this show all right folks your chance to participate you can always call into the show 1-800-359-9191 but we're gonna get this uh playlist started here on creativity brian higgins we got this uh, Lou Reed Velvet Underground song, Andy's Chess. Why'd you pick it?
1: Well, uh, if you don't know, Create Real Change is all about creativity and mental health and about expressing ourselves. Uh, I do have a wonderful story about a banana, and we all know that the original uh, cover for the Velvet Underground was the banana. And if you want to know that story, you can come and see me live at Even Stevens <laughs> uh, in, uh, next next Tuesday. Um, and then also, because it is Andy's chest, and it's always very important to get things off our chest off and express chest. ourselves.
0: Well, and this was also an ode to Andy Warhol after he'd been shot, and there was a dust up between him and Lou Reed when they split, and this was kind of an homage. This version off of the Transformer album, you can hear David Bowie in the background on backing vocals mm. too. Andy's chest,
2: a KRCL.
0: In the world that
2: flew, I would be a bat and come swooping and If the last time you were here Things were a bit askew Well, you know what happens after dark When rattlesnakes lose their skins and their hearts And all the missionaries lose their bark Or all the trees are calling after you And all the venom snipers after you? Are all the mountains bolder after you?
0: And we're getting a creativity showcase tonight with Brian Higgins of Create Real Change, and I love that you are bringing us female comedians consistently. Thank you so much for doing that.
1: Well, yeah, because you know, there's always that uh, the stigma that say women aren't funny, but I'm in a, I know, (laughs) which brings me on to one of my favorite jokes. So. What did the horse say when he opened the freezer?
3: <laughs>
1: there you go. are going to
3: use that on yeah. stage. It's I'm going to tell that to, to my them. six-year-old nephew. He's going to love it. Yeah, they're the
1: best. Um, yeah, so before we get into the comedy, I just wanted to touch on the art, you know, because one of my favorite things is when we were talking about can you touch the art? But you can't touch it, but you can certainly feel it. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. You can, and we all just need to be able to, you know, put our put our expressions out there, put our creativity out there. And it's all about, you know, uh, connecting emotionally and, and, and making people happy. And comedy is one of the best forms to do that.
0: Well, you know, it's such a catharsis when you, when you really need to laugh or cry and you can do it in public and not be questioned. You can go to the comedy club.
1: Yep, certainly. So
0: Eileen Dobbins is joining us in studio. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: Cool. And I, I enjoy, like, writing little bios, you know, and then just presenting. So this okay. is my bio for you. Um, Curious about this. So Eileen Dobbins with wise womanly wit – and an eye for the absurdity of life. She was a finalist on the Salt Lake Superstar of Comedy and has competed in comedy festivals in New York.
3: Thank you. I, I love that. I, could you send a copy to my mom? Please? I can,
1: yes. Um,
0: oh, is, your, is your mom on Facebook or Twitter? Because we can get M's mom talking to her. Oh, my God. Oh. Our moms are going to be best friends. Thankfully,
3: no, <laughs> she's not. I'd like, I'd like to keep it that way if we can. There's just some things my mom doesn't need to see.
0: Is it, what about your act? Has she seen your act?
3: She's seen some parts, yeah. Some parts? Yeah. Well, she,
1: she went to New York with you, didn't she?
3: She did. We yeah. had the best time. Always take your mom if you go to New York. Because uh,
1: you get in trouble if you don't,
3: right? Yeah.
0: I'm curious about your background and if you're, you know, grew up in Utah, uh, and what brought you to comedy?
3: Uh, well, I'm from Montana originally, and I was, I shudder when I say it. I was homeschooled.
0: Yeah, yeah. What does that mean, Emily? Means when you hear homeschooled, what does that mean? Well, I made a face that you can't
4: see on radio, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) But I felt it in my soul when you made it.
3: (laughs) Uh, It it depends what you mean by friends. No, I I had some friends, but uh, I didn't know a lot of kids my age. That's the thing that happens when you homeschool. What's that
0: movie that's out right now? Captain Fantastic, where they raise their kids in the
1: in the the mountains, and
0: then. They go into town, and the oldest boy's like, I know nothing unless it's in a book. Holy
3: Freaking crap, out. this is my life story. Why I have I not seen Beagle this? Was Viggo
1: Mortensen your dad?
3: <laughs> I No. I was going to say, I wish, and then I realized that was the That
0: <laughs> <weirdest>. was <laughs> 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 wrong answer. Oh, yes. <laughs> wrong um, answer.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so see. what kind of, I mean, like, I imagine you tell jokes based on your life. Do you have any homeschooled jokes
3: I, you know, I actually haven't talked about it too much because it still feels really normal to me to be homeschooled. Uh, I touch on it a little bit, mostly the social awkward thing, because I'm a little socially awkward, which I blame on the homeschooling, but I don't know if that's
0: the actual reason. So the best thing to do is get up in front of people and, and tell jokes to get over your social awkwardness.
3: Yeah, well, I like to joke about things that could make me sad, but I choose to have them be funny instead. Such as? Such as my general awkwardness. You know, if I'm joking about it, then it's not something that is sad. It's something that is funny and it's okay for us all to laugh about it.
0: So you're homeschooled till how old or what grade? K through twelve. Wow. So your taste of the real world was college or
3: Yeah. And which college did you go to? I went to a small private college in southern Utah. I trust me, you've never heard of it. I call it like a crazy homeschool college because it wasn't accredited okay like that's a thing what'd you major in statesmanship
0: (laughs) you can major in that well,
3: when you're making up the degrees, I think
0: you can call them
3: anything. I
0: don't know. Clearly not what Donald Trump has majored in <laughs> no. lately. No, uh,
3: I don't know if I can say what he's majored,
0: majored in, in Just bleep online, yourself. But, you know,
3: just, uh, <laughs> I think we know, actually.
0: Indeed. on On BS? Yeah. Is it, there's a... There's His a BS
3: and BS. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There so you just a little sample.
1: So tell me about your... The inspirations, you know, as far as like who, who who did you first hear or first laugh at and feel like, well, I can do that. I want to emanate.
3: The first stand-up comedian I ever heard, I didn't know stand-up comedy was a thing until high school. And it was Brian Regan, of course, because uh, my family is very Mormon in clean comedy, right? And uh, he was really funny. And I was like, he's just talking about like life. Like anyone could do that. Uh, which anyone can, but not every everyone is funny when they do. Yeah. I learned that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Brian Regan was the first comedian that I'd heard, but we grew up watching old movies and lots of comedies, and my parents are witty people, and mm-hmm. so, I don't know. Comedy they have to was be at a homeschool you yeah, for 12, right? 12 years, right? You need a, you need a sense of humor. humor.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so, I do feel that... Um, you know, when I when I first saw you coming around the the open mics, mm-hmm. probably about eighteen months ago, two years ago, yeah. um, and you know, and, I, I, and it, what really resonated with your voice, you know, talking about yourself, you know, and um, you know, using like your name and, and stuff, you know, to, to get some good material, and I find that the comedy is always the best if it if you're sort of jumping off from a you know a point of truth.
3: Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, I try to joke about my myself. I'm self-deprecating, if anything. Uh, like, my name, Eileen, it's an old lady name, right? Like, everyone has an aunt named Eileen that's in a home somewhere. So, uh, you know, I joke about how it's really turning me into an old lady. And
1: Yeah, well, uh, I remember you took a, a Facebook survey to Facebook find out your old lady name. To find
3: out my old lady name. Turns out it's Eileen. <laughs> your parents got that one Right. right. It's like they knew. Yeah. Uh, You know, I started getting, I got an email invite to join a jigsaw puzzle of the month club. (laughs) Did you get your AARP card in the mail early? I got a calendar. I'm not even kidding. I did get an AARP calendar. Like, I just, I'm just prepared. I'm 50 years ahead of the rest of the people my age, you know.
1: And, uh, you know, what what keeps you going? What keeps you getting up on stage? Because I know it's hard to do comedy in Salt Lake, you know, and it's difficult to keep you know, getting up in front of two people, which are mostly just waiting for their turn to get up <laughs> right. and tell their jokes.
3: Uh, what keeps me going is when I think of something that I think is funny, I have to know if other people think it's funny, too. And so uh, I get excited when I write a new joke. I've got to get on stage. I've got to see have if it people, works. Yeah. See if, mm-hmm. it, see if they laugh.
0: What if it doesn't work? Tell us about your bombing stories.
3: Um, Well, I've definitely had people not laugh at my jokes and it feels great. It's just (laughs) as good as you think it feels. Um, No, you just, it's a good, it's a good way to rebuild. And the nice thing is when you're self-deprecating, when people are not nice to you or when they don't laugh at your jokes, it actually is effective in self-deprecating. It's just more to be sad about
0: does the more to be sad (laughs) it's just fuel for the fire right so creativity one of the reasons i I like doing this stuff with brian is to talk about creativity in everyday life you don't have to be the artist to live a creative life so why has it been important to keep pursuing comedy for you in your life
3: well once i started i found out that it's really unlike any other outlet You mentioned the catharsis of laughing at yourself and laughing about, you know, just the things that happen in life. And I haven't found anything else that really releases the sadness that way because life is sad a lot of the time, you know.
1: I would just say misery loves comedy.
0: Misery loves comedy. Yes. Very accurate. So I was – Trying to do a little research on you before Mm -hmm. the show, and I found a video podcast that you're on about cult classics and comedians. Yes. Tell us about that, where people can find it.
3: Cult classics versus comedians is a very, very funny show that uh, Jamie Maxfield and uh, Ben Fuller produce, and Jamie hosts it, and they take uh, cult classic movies. And have a bunch of comics on, and they kind of riff the movies, but also give an analysis of them. Analysis.
0: The one that I'm thinking of was about the bus, which is prior to Airplane, but looks like Airplane just took all their their moves.
3: Yes, and it's just the opposite. Uh, and it's really funny uh, in a really, like, cheesy 60s way.
0: I love cheesy I like. 60s. Right?
3: Yeah. Who didn't like cheese? <laughs>
0: That reminds me, Cheese Crisis, new rocker chick band out of Rock that and Roll Camp for Girls. The best band name. Cheese Crisis. I,
1: dig- <laughs> I digress. Oh uh, well, well, cheese is the nectar of the gods.
3: <laughs> I
0: agree.
1: Um, one thing that I really love, and I know I've talked to you about this before, but the sort of double act that you do with your sister on Facebook—you <laughs> know—it oh. it just brightens my day. We
3: are so obnoxious. So my, I live with my sister, and you wouldn't think that we would communicate over Facebook since we live together. Uh, but of course we do because it's the public Kids generation, today, right? While you're yeah. In the same room. She's <laughs> probably. She's on the couch other. next to me, and I'm like, what did you think of that? Type type, 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 you know? Uh, so we tag each other in a lot of posts, and we have our own hashtag, which is obnoxious Facebook couple. <laughs> and our other hashtag is the worst because we know. Oh, we know. Totally unsubscribe, right? Well,
1: Uh, I do. I love it. I think it's just fantastic. You know, you're you're great writing partners, and I really wish that we could get a... Well, in this day and age, we could get a web series going, no problem.
3: (laughs) Thanks, Brian. I have to say, it makes me a little sad. I get more compliments from my Facebook posts with my sister than I do my comedy. Well, no,
1: but I'm complimenting you on your your comedy. And another form, you know, it's because, you know, your your social media uh, expression... Mm. Is complimentary Thank as you. it goes hand in hand. So it's complimentary with an E.
3: Oh. So there you go. I see what you did. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I try to be funny on social media, don't we all,
0: right? <laughs> you know, it's better than telling me your life is perfect. So uh, yes. that whole self deprecating thing you were, you were talking about, it drives me nuts. Mm. But right now, I am totally losing my mind with all the politics that's going on. Do you ever go political with your act? I never have. Uh, because
3: I'm not very well informed and it really shows when I try to start to talk politics. So when
0: you talk economic policy between the two major party candidates, you just, that's yeah. that not like, you go. I'm like, oh,
3: that guy that we don't like and that lady we're not so sure about either.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> They've got bad ideas.
1: Just hang out with We've libertarians. We've got better ones. they got that's, the best
0: weed. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, where can people find you online, and where are you going to be besides the showcase coming up that yeah. people can find you?
3: Uh, other than the showcase, I uh, I have a show this Friday, but it, you know it's at a private house, so I don't know if I can uh,
5: give well, the address can or it. anything. Uh, we can all get but follow
3: me on social media, and I post all about my shows. You'll be so sick of it. Tell people uh, your uh, handles on social yeah. media. So on Facebook, it's just Eileen Dobbins, D o b b i n s, and I think I'm the only comedian Eileen Dobbins on Facebook. And then on Twitter, it's Eileen is a jerk. So,
0: okay, how did you come up with that one?
3: Uh, sometimes I say things and people think they're rude,
0: and then they <laughs> find out you're
3: homeschooled and go, "How are you a?" Jerk? I know they're like, "It's amazing you can make eye contact." So it's like a free pass. <laughs> so play that card, you know. Brian, the showcase is again when and
0: where?
1: Indeed, um, next Tuesday, so Tuesday the sixteenth at Even Stevens at the downtown location,
0: and Eileen will be on the bill. Thanks so much for coming in. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Okay, our next song on the playlist is from The Tornadoes. Why did you want this one?
1: Um, well, again, I love interesting and strange music. Again, I want to you know push it out to people. And, and if people don't know, uh, Joe Meek was a wonderful producer that uh, sort of played with a lot of sounds and a lot of technology. And uh, just unfortunately, uh, you know, he was uh, homosexual and he was uh, persecuted for that from.
0: Okay, now I'm sad again, Eileen. Can you come oh, come back oh, on? To-
1: well, we can all again we can all be happy with his with his yeah. music, but uh, I just thought it was it's just a great way, you know, to express yourself through through creative. And this forms. is a classic
0: from the 60s. Yeah. And it's Telstars, a song that's the Tornadoes on KRCL's Radioactive. All right, Brian Higgins, our Creativity Showcase continues, and we're going to the land of independent theater.
1: Yes, indeed we are, and that was some wonderful pronunciation you had there. Theater. Yes, indeed. I could really tell that you were spelling it correctly with the R-E instead of the E-R. Thank you. Happy days. I was trying to be
4: creative. (laughs) Happy
1: days. Uh, So, yes, Alex Ungerman. You know, I hope I pronounced that well. It's Alex, yes? Correct. Cool. Cool. so, yeah, so, uh, again, I like to write little bios and then present them to people, you know, face to face before they hear them. So, uh, All right. Alex Ungerman, innovative king of theatrical experiences, <laughs> fresh from the great Salt Lake Fringe after producing two shows, The Oak Tree and The Worst Thing I've Ever Done. His theatre company, Sackerson, is like nothing you have ever seen, heard or felt.
5: That's really nice. Well, thank you. Thanks, Brian. Happy days. <laughs> well, thank
1: you for for how you've you've you know um, made me feel over the past. Probably, it's really been maybe. Well, it's coming up on a year because the first time yeah. that I had you guys was uh, was the Bride of Frankenstein uh, out in West Valley, which again was an incredible show where you took the the soundtrack from the original film and then you would do live performance but lip syncing to the the dialogue, which again was 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 great. You know, just having the the conscious belief that you could put pull something like that off in a in a in a basically derelict warehouse in in West Valley yeah. was incredible.
5: We we love mashups. We love uh, taking the best elements from other things and, and incorporating them into theater.
1: Cool. Um, and then the second one that that came to my eyes was um, was the worst thing I've ever done, which is like a, a mobile type. Well, you can pitch it.
5: Okay. Uh, So this show, The Worst Thing I've Ever Done, uh, is a pretty unique theater experience. We built a tiny theater booth with only just enough room for one actor and one audience member at a time. And uh, over the course of a a performance, uh, you'd see six short plays performed just for you. And each one revolved around the theme of uh, the worst thing a character had done. And they ranged from funny to sad to mixed uh, and i think uh it was an ex- uh, an eye opening and surprising experience for a lot of people
1: no it certainly was and and you know what what brought me into it was was just having that different experience and i loved that uh you know i got the email or the text in the morning to tell mm-hmm. me where to go i didn't even know where the the place was going to be because you could it was mobile you know you could move it around and so it's I, totally
0: pop up it sounds like
1: yeah like a pop up theater experience and you know, and, and I love just being able to sit outside with the other audience members that I never knew, but then I, when I would go in and experience and feel, you know, I, I, I've I never felt so part of something, you know, well, that's, uh, that's really great to hear. And then when I was able to go back out and then talk to the other audience members, you know, to, to talk about the interaction and how they felt as well, because again, you know, creativity and expression, There's there's so many different facets to it, and yeah. it can mean so much to different people, and... It was just incredible to me, and um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it again at at the Fringe. But I certainly did send a lot of uh, audience members your way, whether they gave oh, me the thumbs you. up to say that it was <laughs> me that got you there. But but then, uh, and I was really impressed again. The the other show that you did was the Oak Tree, again incredible, just with with two actors, and you would replace. Uh, the act, one actor every show.
5: Yeah, different guest actor every time. And they've never uh, read the script or seen the play. They walked into it completely blind, and they learned the story and learned the character they were playing at the same time the audience was seeing it.
1: Yeah, and, I, and initially I thought it was going to be like a form of improv, but then mm-hmm. when I, I, I noticed and I was brought along that, you know, you were feeding the lines and, and just just very clever stage production. And again, I wish I'd seen that. You know, more than once, so I could have seen the different actors and seen how they would mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, interpreted the the source material. Yeah, so. e-
5: every show is different. Each guest actor brought something different to the performance. Mm-hmm. So,
0: am I reading this right online that Oak Tree and Oak Tree got the critic winner, Critics' Choice, the Great Salt Lake Fringe?
5: We did. Congratulations! We, thank you so much. It's a huge honor for us. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, You know, we've got the big Eccles Theater opening this fall. And on the other end, we've got this independent theater. What role do you think what you do plays in the artistic life of the
5: community? I I think that's a great question. Uh, For me, theater is all about getting real live people in the same room together. And I think uh, so much of what you see at big theaters is this sort of thing that happens where they're putting a show up on stage, but sort of ignoring the fact that an audience is there, you're sort of seeing a live enactment of a film. And um, I'm interested in doing the opposite of that. I want to do theater uh, that connects the actors and the audience where it wouldn't be possible unless everybody were in in the same room together. So for me, that that's all about community.
0: Do you think the rise of social media kind of has played a role in your inspiration? I mean, you want to break down these walls and get this yeah. authentic experience happening and social media you're you're kind of separated in our little tech bubbles on our couches or what have you but when you come to a small intimate space right and have people it doesn't even sound like stage is a word you want to use but this experience that Mm -hmm. you're crafting for people to step into it just sounds so much more immediate and visceral
5: yeah absolutely and i and i think that in our age of social media people do crave um face-to-face contact in a way uh, that they're not getting on a regular basis because we're so attached to screens. So when you're able to to connect with somebody face-to-face, that's a huge thing.
0: And it's, and it's a shared creativity because you need them there. Sometimes I don't even think you need the audience in these big Broadway productions, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because um, where is that opportunity to interact? And you're trying to create that opportunity.
1: Yeah, and what I love, you know, just being able to sit so close at the fringe, you know, when mm-hmm. it was basically like from from me to you, like I could touch your knee and people would trip over me and all. Right. And just being able to see the sweat on their, their forehead or or see the spittle come out of their mouth. It was like so real and just sort of, you know, just feeling it in the moment mm-hmm. and sort of being disconnected, like thinking, Yo, I'm watching a film, I'm watching this thing, but realizing, oh, these guys are, are truly just doing this for me.
5: Yeah, I, I love that proximity, and again, it, it's all about community, and, and that's why I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, Create real change live event because mm-hmm. it brings real people together in the same room.
1: Yeah, no, certainly, and, and great segue because we'll be doing uh, the Create Real Change Fest in in November on November 11th and 12th, and I hope that we're going to be able to, you know, collaborate together to to bring something to that to that festival, and that's going to be at the uh, Odd Fellows Hall down in on just off Main Street on um, Veterans Day weekend. So.
0: Wonderful, and so you're. Go- are you going to be on the showcase for August at Even Stevens too, Alex? Uh,
1: not on August, but uh, we'll be in a in a future ah, month as it gets okay. probably in October, uh, run up for the the November show. But you do have another show that's opening in September that you can.
5: We do, yeah. Uh, so if you if you haven't gathered by now, uh, my company Sacreson likes to do shows in unconventional spaces, and we are producing a, an original script from a fantastically brilliant local playwright, Morag Shepherd. The script is called Burn. And we're going to be performing it at a place in the Avenues called Avenues Yoga. And it fits the script really well. So
0: how can people stay in touch with you, find out when you're doing your pop-ups or these planned uh, theater experiences?
5: You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or our website, Sackerson.org. That's S-A-C-K-E-R-S-O-N. And Burn opens on September 24th.
0: What would you say, lastly, to folks who are listening and think, you know i got to be in an acting school to get on stage. Mm -hmm. And after Fringe, this whole last week or so of um, theater and dance that was going on over in Sugar House, what would you say to folks about getting involved if they feel that call?
5: Sure. I think there's so many different ways you can express yourself. And if you feel interested or passionate about any form of creative expression, uh, you should collaborate with people and figure out how you can take that to the next step.
0: Find that community, which you can do. At the Create Real Change yes. Showcase.
5: Create
1: Real Change Showcase. Come on down and uh, get free gifts and free hugs and free
0: smiles. <laughs> and we'll have more details about that as the show goes on. Thank you so much for being here, Alex.
5: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: All right. Now we have a, a treat here. Our next guest, musician Jay Dynamite. is uh, he, he brought in a tune with him. and This one is called Wastelands. And When we get back, we'll talk to him about it right here on KRCL's Radioactive. Our next guest, uh, known as uh, Brio as a band, but also Jay Dynamite Agnello, and uh, Devin is in here too, new singer with the band Brio. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Yep,
4: absolutely.
0: So so we're talking about creativity, and I think we should start with that last bio, Brian, because you went to town on it, but it also talks (laughs) about the creativity of our guests.
1: Indeed. Um, So again, I like to write little bios and then just present them to people. So again, uh, Jay Agnello. Uh, psychedelic tones from his mind through his bass, Ja has worked with many styles and musicians as a session musician with lofty goals, but for now he is focusing on taking his show Brio to
4: south by Southwest Pretty cool. thank you so much for being here guys yeah, absolutely uh we've just been hitting it hard in the studio and pulling out some awesome songs out of our creative juices and get the synergy going and we're really creating some magic these past couple months. It's been an amazing opportunity and an amazing experience to work with this colorful individual. Yes,
2: colorful <laughs> individual indeed.
0: So Jay, how'd you find Devin?
2: Um, okay, so I hired her as a, um, to be in, she's an actress also a mod, local celebrity model actress quadruple threat <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, she was in a couple of my videos and then um, I work with uh, Peter De Stefano from Los Angeles. He's actually my favorite guitar player of all time, so I'm really lucky with that. But I took her down just to to do backups for a track, and it turned out she could sing really well, and so I fired myself.
0: <laughs> you know, talk about that in creativity, knowing when things aren't working and mixing it up. Man, You've been doing this for a while.
2: Oof, you know what? It's it's really cool to bump into artists. And it's weird because you never know what you're going to get because sometimes you bump into somebody who has all the same synergy as you and same background and influences, and there's like this positive friction rule where, ooh, almost things almost don't work. But occasionally you'll find somebody who does have all of that background and likes the same things you do, and then it just turns out they're a bombshell of talent. Yeah. And then that's Devin Sky, and it's just it's just amazing. It's so easy to write the music and it, and just watch it come out. So it, it's it's... It's phenomenal. I've, I've played with a lot of musicians, and you know, most of the, the, the easiest projects I've been in have been with my best friends. Yeah. Obviously, because you just have friends. You know your friends. So you speak like, a language. Yeah, it's like you know my jarg. <laughs> <laughs> you know my, my whole riff. But anyway, um, it just turns out that she's really, really talented, and I've never seen more talent than I have in 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 Salt Lake, Salt Lake just broiling with it. But anyway, I was just lucky. So,
0: yeah. So, Devin, collaboration, you know, all the tools that are available to the average musician, you could never leave your basement and score everything. Right. But it's when you come together with other musicians face to face that you get unexpected surprises.
4: Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be independent, uh, you know doing my work uh, because I've been singing I've learned to sing before I could talk so yeah singing has always been my number one first passion that I fell in love with with uh, you know the whole entire entertainment industry as a whole and um, it is you you can go a certain distance uh, independently I think uh, especially with nowadays with uh, the media and how ac- accessible it is to the public but you really can't uh go very far or really the furthest that you would want to go in your dreams and your passions without you know those connections and just people that have been doing it for years that you can learn from and that could become your mentors and you know I look at jay and I, I really i see a lot of mentor uh passion inside of him that I draw from from him and and it's it's just been great working with him working with Peter I feel like it's opening up a up a lot of doors for me myself as a as a musician and, and yeah that's uh,
1: no, that's, that's that's great. It's always good to be able to find someone that you can, you know, connect with. And Absolutely. Creativity
4: that, feeds creativity. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: certainly. And, and, you know, everyone's got to find the piece of the puzzle. And unfortunately, some people don't find their connection. And I've always wanted to be able to, like, I'm very singular in my creativity. And I've always uh-huh. thought about, you know, especially with comedy, double acts, you know, how can people get to being, to to, to finishing off their sentences? So, you know, in a, what really sort of resonates to me in, in that particular song, but also with your... Uh, chosen instrument, Jay, with the with your bass. Hmm. You know, of course, there's a lot of uh, Les Claypool in your work. Yeah, you're right. So, is there anybody else that really?
4: Oh, he talks about you you know, a lot, actually. <laughs> you always
2: uh, you always get what's in the artist's diet. There's no way to get around that. But so, what's in your diet? Besides um, well, red
0: hot chili peppers. And- you know what? I
2: mean, that's what I grew up with. I'm actually a little, uh, quite a bit older than I look. So, <laughs> this is radio. Nobody has <laughs> any idea. Nobody knows it. Uh, His spirit. Uh, but you know, I've met Getty Lee. He's actually Getty Lee is one of my favorites. But I don't know. My my son is switching me on to a lot of younger artists now. I'm trying to I'm trying to roll into this contemporary world we're in because it feels like we're in a conundrum with art. Like you said, like people are. People want to express it, but they can't find the right people to make that connection with, and then just just let it let it rock, you know. Like let it let it out, you know. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, you and know let, how let we're talking them.
0: about collaborating. You also have to keep learning and exposing yourself to you're, new stuff.
2: Your whole life, it's like you're always a, an apprentice to the master, no matter what. You know, anyone who says they're a master is just schooling themselves because yeah. you always look back at your stuff. And, and we had that conversation the other day. I'm like, you'll, yeah. you'll write a song, and ten years later, look at something and be like. I should have just done this and then you change it and you're like that's funny I just yeah. like 10 years and I just barely yep. changed. It. Devin, <laughs> yep. what are your influences? I feel
4: like I feel like everything is is a progression. You're constantly progressing, especially in this industry, you know, where you're where we are entertaining, we're giving, you know, even even with the comedians and things like that, we're in an industry where we're, you know, uh giving life and giving to the world you know something yeah. to relate to something to connect to
0: Do you pull just from music in terms of influences or do you look across the artistic spectrum Oh
4: goodness I I love I mean I love music music is huge She's um a renaissance acting girl. acting performances films uh, some theater productions um, it really just as a whole, I just, I love, I love working in the industry. It's really great. You have a lot of fun. It's my passion. So you, they say, you know, you, you do what you love. You don't work a day in your life. And that could not be more true. I could spend hours in the studio.
0: Well, we are just out of time. So where oh, can goodness. people catch up with what you're doing? So you play live or um, well, your tunes online?
2: Yeah, we, we actually just launched our Indiegogo fundraiser. So that's up in Adam. It's, a um, uh, Brio and the Quest and the, and the great quest for the South by Southwest. We will um, put
0: that online with the show yeah. notes. What about shows? You got something coming up?
2: Um, they're in Hollywood, but um, we That's don't okay.
1: actually. Well, you'll <laughs> also be like down the line in a couple of months. You will be at the Great Real Change Showcase as well. So. Oh, perfect.
2: Yes. We'll, we'll we'll plug that one big when we. When yeah, we get there. and
4: you can follow us on Facebook. It's b r i o and mm-hmm. uh, and and Devin Sky and Jay Agnello and our lovely journey.
0: Devin Sky, Jay Agnell, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks so much it. for having us. Thank you.
4: Awesome. You guys are awesome. Brian
0: Higgins, the Create Real Change Showcase for August. When and where again?
1: Um, at Even Stevens downtown location on 400 South, uh, August 16th next week. So creating community with creative communication.
0: And no ticket necessary, right?
1: No, all free. All
0: right. We'll do this again next month. Cool. It's Brian Higgins of Create Real Change. Thanks to all of our guests this hour for making the show happen.